Gavad, let's get going. Daftesvav. All right? We pick up on page 15, the very top of the daf. We're up to the Mishnah. All right? Now, this Mishnah is going to be a fascinating um, lesson. It's going to be a fascinating lesson. And we got two Mishnahis on today's daf. A fascinating lesson on how to turn your house into a sukkah. All right? So in case anybody was interested in turning their home into a sukkah, now it's not going to literally discuss a, you know, it's not going to say, what do you do when you turn your home into a sukkah, but it's going to tell us what do you do when you basically have a permanent roof on top of your head that you want to turn into a temporary dwelling. All right? So here we go, into a, a kosher sukkah. I'm going to take this slow and steady. Number one, we're going to call this the Reisha, the first part of the Mishnah. Tikra she'en aleha ma'aziva. If you have tikra, if you have um, beams, boards, a roof, she'en aleha ma'aziva, that it has not been plastered. Okay? So we're dealing with a house where the roof is not yet completed, but the boards are put there for the purpose of a roof. It's not put there for the purpose of a sukkah. Okay? What happens in such a case? How do I kosherize this home that does not yet have plaster in it and turn it into a sukkah? Okay. Rebuta Omer, Rebuta says, Beishamai Oimrim, he's explaining the Machlokas, says Rebuta, Beishamai holds, Mifakfeik, you need to shake around the boards, Vinaitel Achas Mibenasayim, and take every other one, says Echibaris. We're just starting the Mishnah on 15a, and remove every other one, every other board. The Gemara is going to explain what this whole idea is. He says, you shake it and remove every other board. Somehow, making it 50% of the original boards and 50% of putting down the shame sukkah is going to help. Basil says, you could do either one of these two. He says, you don't need to do both, like Beishamai. You could do one of the two. All right? So... Um, as we're going to see, either one of these things are, removes the name house, changes the word bias, removes that, and now it's kosher for a sukkah. Right smack on top. Okay. Rav Meir, Aymer, Rav Meir says, You need to take out every other board and being mefakfeik, shaking them up, ain't going to help. So let's pause. We said we're going to take this Mishnah slow. Let's take it slow. Says the Mishnah again. There you go. Perfect. So what did we come out with in our Mishnah? What we just explained is, if you have a roof that doesn't yet have plaster, okay, and if it, apparently if it had plaster, we're going to have a bigger problem. That's the first diuk. That's the first inference we'll make. If it's plaster, you have a bigger problem. But over here, there's no plaster. 
So all I have is boards put down, not l'shem sukkah. That's my assumption. We don't know how wide these boards are. But whatever these boards were, they were put down not for the purpose of sukkah. Say, how do you change the boards over my head to now be called sukkah boards? So three-way machlokas. Beishamai says you got to do two things. You have to remove every other one, okay? And loosen the other one, shake them up. Beis Hillel says that um, um, Beis Hillel says you could do either one. Okay, you don't need to do both. Either one will suffice, either by removing every other one, or by loosening them by shaking them up. That's okay, either one. And Rav Meir says that you must remove every other board. So he's not following either of the first two opinions. Because again, Beishamai says you got to do both. Beishol says you can do either. Revere says you got to do one specific. Which is to take out every other board. And that's what's going to make it a kosher sukkah. The, now the boards are put there. L'shem mitzvah sukkah for the purpose of tzel, for the purpose of shame. Okay. Now let's... Uh, get into the Gemara and tear apart the Mishnah in order to get a clear understanding. Zok the Gemara. Bishlam of the opinion of Beis says you can do either one. It's understandable. Why? Says the Gemara. We'll say the reason for Beis is Taimayu Mishum What was the whole problem of the non-plastered roof? I'll tell you what the problem was. Was it put down for the purpose of Sukkah? No. So now that I change my mind, that don't do nothing. So therefore says Basil, I'll do something. Either remove every other board or loosen it, shake it up. Okay, and that'll change the whole status. It's very understandable. Right? Even if if you loosen it up, you did something. If you took every other one, you did an action as well. Everything makes sense. Beautiful. But Beishamai says you gotta do both. Elamai taimayu de Beishamai. What is the reason for Beishamai that you need both? Says the Gemara, I don't understand. If the issue here is that it was put up for the purpose of a home and not the purpose of sukkah, no, it's a big deal. Either loosen it or remove every other board. Big whoop. And if you're going to say that we're concerned that if you allow boards that were up there originally for a roof, people are going to think you could stay in your house. It's like a new rabbinic decree. Yeah, called Gezeras Tikra, and that's the problem. Well, guess what? Just remove every other board, and that'll work as well. Because what does it help to remove every other board? It changes the whole status of Tasev Lehman because now I did it for the purpose of Sukkah. And what about people looking at my roof? What are they going to say? Oh, one second. Oh, you can sit under your house. No, you don't. <laughs> Listen, dude, it's 50% uncovered. That ain't a roof, it's not happening. So you'll cover it. Ask the Gemara, why is Beishamai being uh, overly religious on us? You know, why, why are they telling us, yeah, you got to do everything over here. Either one should work. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, La'ilam, really? I'll tell you the reason for Beishamai, you got to do both. Mishum Gezeras Tikra is because of the Gezeras Tikra, we're concerned that the boards of the home uh, of the sukkah are going to resemble a roof. Right? It's going to look like a roof, and that's the problem. And this is what Beishamai is saying to us. 
even if you loosen it up, even if you loosen it up, you still got to do every other one. Let's explain what the answer is. You know what the Gemara just did? The Gemara danced. It danced like a good politician. Here's what happened. We challenged Beishamah. We said, Beishamah, slow down. Slow down. Why don't stand? Hold up. What's your reason that you got to do both? When we had good reason why both shouldn't, is not logical. Answers the, you know what we just did for Beishamah? Is we said, yeah, Beishamah didn't really mean you got to do both. Yeah? Uh, we miswrote Beishamah's opinion. And was it the other thing is to be mis, uh, misspoken? Is that the thing? I misspoke. No. Yeah, for Beishamah. But we said, when we wrote Beishamah's opinion, we didn't mean it that way. So what, what did we mean? What do you mean? Says the Gemara like this, very Gishmak. The Gemara means like this. Beishamah really holds. You've got to remove every other board. Okay. So why did they say loosen it? What Beishamah meant was that even if you loosen it, that's not enough. They weren't saying you need to. Really, they were in agreement that if I just removed every other board, that's cool too. That's Peseda. That's fine. But they were letting us know that if you do loosen it up, you would also have to, you would also have to remove every other one. All right? So Yutaka don't need both. Says Gemara, one second. Notice this. Hold on. Hold on. Pause. Pause. And let's talk outside. We've got to keep clarity here. According to what we're saying, what's Beishamai's new What's our new understanding of Bishabah's opinion? What do I got to do in order to make my sukkah kosher and no longer a roof? Remove every other one. That's all I need to do, really. Space. That's it. Make space. What was the third opinion of the Mishnah? Make space. So now you have two people arguing and saying the same thing. As we, us Americans, know from uh, Lahavdil. Was it Eben and Costello? Same as you, right? Who's on earth? Same as you. We're doing the same thing. Says the Gemara. Yochim a sefer. Meir Aimer. Night lachas min asayim. Avalay a fakfaker. Meir Aino beishamai. Same as you. We're saying the same opinion. We're saying having the same conversation. Says the Gemara. Yochim kamar. This is what we mean. Laynachlugu beishamai yubisol b'davarzeh. You know what? Says the Gemara. Beautiful. Also, we're wiggling out of this. Rav Meir is no longer a third opinion. Beis Hillel holds you can do either one. Beis Shammai says you got to do every other board, even if you shake it up. You got to do every board. What does Rav Meir mean when he says to? Uh, what does Rav Meir mean when he says to remove every other board? What he means is he's just making a point, and he says he's looking back at those. He's not coming to bring a third opinion. He's looking at the first two opinions, and you know what he's saying? Oh, Beis Hillel, you say you could remove every other board, and now it's kosher. Beis Shammai, you say you could remove every other board and say it's kosher. I just want to point out that according to both your opinions, if anybody wants to follow these two opinions, that's the way to go. So he's not coming to interject a third opinion. He's coming to point out. He's he, to, to make a, you know, to, what's it called? To, you know, to, I guess, I don't know, there's a better word for this. But to, to um, be observant about what Beishami Abyssal are saying, and, and he's saying uh, either one, According to either opinion, you could remove any other board. Beautiful. All right. Are we assuming, or are we assuming that Good, good. Frecht Harris over here, is that he's, he wants to know how wide these boards are. They're the regular boards. He wants to know how wide these boards are. I don't know, I don't know. I'm not answering you because the Gemara is going to have to clarify it for us. Rabiel, go ahead. No, you just want to emphasize the point. Yeah. 
Exactly. Rameer is emphasizing if you, if you do either one, you're, you're bringing out both. Of, if, if you do the removal of the boards, you're following both opinions. Yeah. Now, what, what Harris here is pointing out is that we still don't know how big these boards are that were originally laid out. The Mishnah did not, uh, did not uh, point it out. This. Okay. Says the Gemara. One second. What is the Chiddush of the Mishnah? What's the Chiddush of the Mishnah? The Rabbi Meir is like Zerah Stikra, Rabbi Yudah less like Zerah Stikra. According to Rabbi Meir, there is Zerah Stikra. And, there's no, and according to Rabbi Yehudah, there's no Zerah Stikra. Okay? Meaning, according to the way that Rabbi Yehudah understood the Machlaikas, Beishamay and Beishilal, were arguing about Mephakfeik. Okay? But according to Rabbi Meir, everybody's in agreement that uh, Mephakfeik itself is not going to work. Okay? That's according to Rabbi Meir. Says the Gemara, one second. Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda already had this argument elsewhere. And we don't like having two Mishnayas coming to, do, coming to accomplish the same things. You're not going to reiterate and something, say something you said unless you're actually adding something in. Okay? Let's go through this. My Kamashna, what's the Chiddush? Rabbi Meir is like Zerah Rabbi Yehuda, less like Zerah Stikra. Rabbi Meir holds, we do have Zerah Stikra. And Rabbi Yehuda holds that we do not. But if Liga B'chadazim, they already argued about this elsewhere. Yeah, where you heard it in this conversation. The Tanan. We learned in a Mishnah, Misachim bin Asarim, you're allowed to use boards as schach to be Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Meir Iser. Rabbi Meir says, you cannot. Why did they argue about that? Remember, what was the whole conversation about whether you're allowed to use boards? Because if you do use boards, people are going to start sitting in their homes. According to, but that, they already argued about whether you're allowed to sit on their boards. Over here, you're saying they're arguing about the same thing. Why would you mention this? Why, why would you come back to the same machlokas two times? Omar of Chiyabar, Abba, Omar of Yechon, Chiyabar, Abba says, in the name of Rabbi Yechonon, Reisha bin Esarim, Meshuf Maskinam. The Reisha, the first part of the Mishnah, meaning earlier on, the first machlokas, when we were talking about boards themselves, that was dealing with smooth boards. Okay? Umishum Gzeras Kalim Naguba. And over there, there was an additional problem. What was the additional problem? That we weren't dealing with how wide... Oh, you're going to come to four tefach wide board. And nah, nah, nah. No, Rashi explains, you know what the issue was? Even if the board was two tefachim wide, if it's so smooth, maybe a board that's been worked on, a panel that's been worked on and smoothed out, that's a vessel. Even if it's only two tefachim wide. If, if you spent time on something, that means this is chashuv to you. It already is, has the status of a, has the status of a cleave. Right? Picture this table right here. This table, right, each tefach is a, is a fist. So over here, I got maybe six tefachim wide, this table. What if this tefach, what if this table was smooth, beautiful, it's only two tefachim wide? That's also a vessel, okay? So the Gemara's, the Gemara's question was, I, they're arguing about uh, the same thing twice, says the Gemara, no. Originally, the conversation was about a smoothed out board, and uh, those nisarim, and over here, we're dealing with wider boards. Says the Gemara, that doesn't make any sense, I'll tell you why. Says, that you're allowed to use um, chitzin. Chitzin literally are arrows, but it's arrows made out of wood. Okay? So, Zecharim, we said, when it's a, when we learned this, we were talking about sponges sticks. Remember the male sticks and the female sticks? So, Zecharim, if it's a male stick, because it doesn't have a receptacle to catch anything in, so it's not considered a vessel. Nikavos Psula, if it has a receptacle, it's got a hole in the bottom. 
and let's say the sponges stick, you know, the bottom inserts into the pole. So puzzle, that's not going to be valid for schach because it's a vessel. It, 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 um, it can hold something, right? It has a receptacle. Like According to Rabbi Yehuda Marab, um, who says that you're not going to make a gzera on the zcharim because in the kevus we'll say it's so too over here. We're not going to say that just because a board is smoothed out that all of a sudden you can't use it because somebody might come to use their their uh, their cane. Meaning, if I have a smoothed out two tefach wide board, did I set it? Did I designate this for use? No, I just smoothed it out. So what would be the logic why I can't use the smoothed out board? What would be the logic? Oh, because maybe if we can let you use this, then you're going to come to use other things that are smoothed out. No. At a certain point, like, take a chill. You know, we, 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 the, we don't have that concern. To a smoothed out board, we're not going to have that concern. Okay. So now, we're back to our original question. Let's get a grip on where we're, where we're holding in the Gemara. Lots of information. Let's get a grip. The Gemara had said that the whole dispute over here is a Gezeras Tikra dispute. The dispute in our Mishnah about a roof without plaster, Machlokas of Yudah Meir, is about whether we're concerned that if we allow somebody to sit under it, they might come to sit in their house. On that, we questioned, how can that be the dispute? We already argued about that earlier in the Masechta. We tried wiggling out, we knocked off that wiggle, and therefore we're now back to question number one, which was, how can it be that our machlokas is a machlokas about Gzeris Tikra and the earlier machlokas is a machlokas about Gzeris Tikra? Why would they argue twice? We're back to square one. We're back to that question. Okay. Says the Gemara, let's try to give another understanding. Ella al-Karchach. Rather, al-Karchach means against our will. Okay, we are forced, we're twisted. Our arm is being turned till we say uncle. We're forced to say, Reisha Pligi Bigzeras Tikra. The original Mishnah about boards was actually a machlokas about the rabbinic decree of Rabbeinu of, of Gzeras Tikra. Okay? Whether using, of sleeping under these boards are going to cause somebody to, to possibly sleep in their home. The Seifa Pligi Bigzeras Tikra. And our Mishnah as well is talking about Gzeras Tikra. This, um, and therefore we're back to trying to understand why we're arguing about the same thing twice. The Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Here's the logic. Really, this Mishnah is a continuation of the first Mishnah where Rabbi Yehuda is saying to Rabbi Meir, Amaika Asarta bin Asara. What is your problem with the original boards that we're talking, the boards that we're talking about? What's bothering you? Your problem is mishum gzeras tikra. The problem is, oh, because of gzeras tikra, if you allow the boards, the panels to be used, people are going to stay in their home. That logic only follows Beishamai, who says you need both. The Beishila never agrees with gzeras tikra. And therefore, say, say, says Rabbi Yehuda to Rabbi Meir, we know that when Bishamai and Beishillel argue, who do we follow? Beishillel, we follow Hillel, right? So why are you following the opinion of Beishamai of Gzeras Tikra? 
you're not following majority opinion. You should follow Hillel. The Amar Reb Meir, and Reb Meir is responding, no. Beis Hillel agrees to Gzeras Tikra, lo nechlek, Even Beis Hillel agrees with Gzeras Tikra. Okay. Pause. That was a fascinating uh, and very important clarification that the Gemara just brought to us. That this Mishnah on Daf Tesvav is really a continuation of yesterday's Daf. It's a continuation of yesterday's Daf. The Mishnah, which discussed Kazeras Tikra here, we were bothered constantly. We, we, we had to figure this out. Why are you arguing here when you just argued about it? Why are you doing it twice? And the Gemara is coming to answer it's not twice. Yesterday we had the Machlokas, and today. Rabbi Yehuda is talking to Rabbi Meir about that machlaikas and saying, according to you, according to your opinion yesterday, you're following Shammai and not Hillel. And that's strange. You're not following the halacha, right? And Rabbi Meir is responding, no, Rabbi Yehuda, you're misunderstanding. Even Beis Hillel agrees to this concept of Gzeras Tikra. They're arguing about how to get rid of Gzeras Tikra. What do you got to do? Both, one, okay, fine. But Beis Hillel does agree to the concept and therefore I'm not blown out of the water. Period. Now we've got a few more lines left to the Mishnah. And what was the second most important thing to clarify in our Mishnah? What Reb Harris brought up earlier. And that is, we're talking about a roof without plaster. How big are these boards? Four. You say it's full. Let's get going. But, you know what? So, didn't, didn't they have one where it was... Honey, Rav, Bishayish, According to Rav, who we learned yesterday who says there's a machlaikas when the boards are four tfachim wide. So we'll say, Rav Meir will say, you cannot use a four tfach wide board because people might end up sitting onto the roof. Rav Yehuda will say, you can, you may use a four tfach wide because we're not concerned. Okay, so fine. That'll, uh, it's understandable. Okay? According to Shmuel, who says that when it's four tefachim, everybody holds puzzle. Less than four, it's a machlekes. What are they arguing about in the seifa? Okay, in other words, why in the end of the why in our Mishnah over here do we say that according to Beis Hillel, you don't have to remove the boards, you just need to loosen them? Here's the question. What's loosening going to help? The size of the boards are a problem. What are you going to do? Loosen it and you put it back down? What'd you do? Nothing. It's the same size. You still have. Loosening something ain't shrinking it. And therefore, if you're, if you're messed up on the size, you're messed up on the size. You know what you should have to do? Put down completely kosher schach. Basic question. Says the Gemara, no. Because... We can say there's a machlaikas about bittel tikra. What removes its status of being in a situation where we need to make a decree? Okay? So here we go. Marsabar Batlabahi. One opinion is that as soon as you loosen it up, ready for this? As soon as you loosen it up, it's no longer called a house. And there and people notice that. And people aren't going to come to, uh, to sleep under such a thing. It's, it's a logical thing, right? And the other opinion, the more machmer, the shunjit opinion of mayor, is going to say no. 
that's not going to suffice. You're actually going to have to put down smaller, more kosher schach. Okay, you're going to have to do more for the process. Period. End of that uh, Gemara clarifying our first mission. Okay, here we go. Let's move on to the next mission. What we're going to discuss in the next Mishnah is completely puzzle schach. Schach that's on top of me that is not, uh, that's not kosher at all. Not that it's not kosher because the rabbis made a decree, you might come to make a mistake, but, but things that are on top of my head that are, that are not kosher. Okay? So let's go. A couple of interesting halach. Says the Mishnah. Hamikore sukasai bishpudim. A person who lays out metal spits on top of his sukkah. Or with the feet of a bed. Okay? The, which are obviously a vessel. It's a cleat. It's capable of being makabal tum. Says the Mishnah. If you have space in between the spits or in between the bed legs that are open and you put kosher schach in there, kesheira, it is kosher. So listen to this. We're dealing with a 50-50 sukkah. But it's not that the 50% of puzzle schach is all together and the 50% of kosher schach is together. No, it alternates. So I have my puzzle schach, either my metal or my kalim, my vessels, and I alternate it with, with uh, kosher schach. So here's the chiddush, ready? You don't need majority kosher. What you need is at least 50-50. Okay? If you have 50% of your sukkah ends up being kosher schach on top of your head, that is going to be a valid sukkah. It's, it's kosher schach. Okay? Now, usually, what do we say in halacha? You need majority. Majority rules. 50-50 doesn't rule. It's interesting to know. Keep in mind, the Gemara is going to have to clarify this for us. Why over here, when you have 50-50, are we saying kosher rules? The kosher is going to be a valid sukkah. Why? You don't have majority. Okay? Recount. Yeah? That's what we should do. What is it? Hanging, uh, what happened in Florida? Hanging chads. Yeah. Nobody knew what a chad was until they until such a thing happened. Yeah. Alright, fifty-fifty. Here we go. the gubbish. A person who digs out the bottom of a haystack, laaso slow sukkah, to make a sukkah, ana sukkah. It's not even a sukkah. Okay? It's not even a sukkah. Why not? Because listen to this. This is also pretty straightforward. The word sukkah comes from the word schach. Okay? What the guys, what's this guy's idea? You make an igloo, you have a big haystack. You make it, first you make an igloo, then you dig out the middle, right? To go fit in. This guy has a haystack. Instead of putting up walls and then your schach, he just digs into the haystack, takes it out. He's got a roof over his head. Says the Mishnah, ain't a sukkah. That's not even called a sukkah because the hay over your head is not called schach. It's not called schach. A covering is only a covering when you make it a covering. 
if the covering was there initially and now you're just digging out the bottom, that, uh, that, that doesn't do anything. Okay. So two separate, seemingly separate halachas of the Mishnah. Number one is that if you put out puzzles chach, you need 50-50 for it to be kosher. Number two is that if you dig out a haystack, um, it is puzzle. Okay. Says the Gemara. Let's say our Mishnah is an upshlag, is arguing on Ravuna Bridge of Yeshua. Now the problem is like this. Ravuna is an Amor. So it's not only arguing on him, it's proving him wrong. Because he, he can't argue. Now, did Mar we learn? Parutz Ka'ina. Alright. What's Parutz Ka'ina now? When am I allowed to carry on Shabbos? When I'm in an enclosed area. What if I'm in an area where it's parots ka'omed. The word parots is from the word pritzis, to breach. Omed is pillar. So I have like this. Breach, pillar. Breach, pillar. Breach, pillar. Going all around the street. Okay? One foot open, one foot closed. One foot open, one foot closed. Can I carry in that area? Is that considered an enclosed area or not? It's 50-50. So Rav Papa Omar, Rav Papa says, no problem, mutter. That's considered enclosed. Okay? The Rav Huna, because all you need is what? 50%. Okay? You see, 50% is good. That seems to be like our mission. 50% kosher is good. However, Rav Huna, Rav Yeshua, Amar, Aser. He says, no, you need majority in order to carry on Shabbos. Well, according to him, you should need majority of kosher schach. Good question. Says the Gemara, says, no, I'm going to wiggle out of this question. You know why? Because when it says um, in our Mishnah that you need the opening, beautiful, you need the, let's say I have metal spits, right? Or my bed legs. I lay it out on my sukkah, and then what I need next it? Open to put out kosher schach, and then another metal spit, and then open. We thought it meant 50 50, right? No, it doesn't mean 50-50. You know what it means? I'll pay you what it means. You know what it means? You need to be able to get your kosher schach in there. Listen to this. This is very, makes a lot of sense. You ever go to a Sfarim shelf and you got the books and the Gemaras and the Sidurim and you eye that opening in between the Sidurim you're like, yeah, this Sidur will fit right in. And then you go, you try getting it, you try wedging it in, and all of a sudden you hit a crunching and the dip, right? It, it doesn't fit just if you have the exact space. What do you need? A little, there's a good word for this. You need a little more space. You need a little bit larger in order to, to stick that center in and out. Says Rav Huda when our Mishnah says, you, when you have a metal spit, you need an open area. And then a metal spit and open area, and it's 50-50. It's not 50-50. You know why? Because you need enough of an open area in between the metal spits to be able to slide in your kosher schach. Which means ultimately at the end of the day you're going to have at least 51% of kosher area to 49. And therefore, beautiful, I'm also dealing with majority. Okay? And therefore it's not a 50-50 case anymore. Says the Gemara. Not true. You ever heard of perfectionists? Yeah, there are some people who could figure this out. You get people in construction, they got a way of figuring it out. Well, I'm sure that's something. Yeah, you can get it to be exact. 
Okay, that's not the case of our Mishnah, though. <laughs> Face again. Okay, fine. Some people are, but most people are. And the case of the Mishnah is where, where uh, you have more space. Rabbi Amarava says, You can even say, Well, you didn't make it a little bigger. But I'll tell you, if you put it in Shesi, here's what happens. If you put it in, uh, it's vertical and horizontal, basically what we're dealing with. Okay? If, if the, the metal was put there, um, we'll call it uh, vertic, vertic, it's not really vertical or horizontal, it's east to west, north to south, right? So if the metal was put there north to south, so we're dealing with he puts the schach east to west, okay? And Erev Meish and Sashi, the other way you do vice versa, okay? Which basically means that even if you do 50-50, the only, the only time you need space is when you are sliding it in between. But what if I tell you like this, says the Mishnah? What if I laid my metal out north to south, and then I'm laying my kosher schach east to west? So then it can actually be, uh, you'd think it can actually be um, 50-50, but it's also going to overlap over the metal area, and therefore, even if things are taka exactly, but the valid schach ultimately, the kosher ultimately is going to outnumber the non-kosher schach and that's why it is a kosher sukkah. Okay, beautiful. We're now four lines from the top of Tes Vav Amud Beis, 15b. Here we go. We're at the two dots, next part of the Mishnah. We said that you can't, if you lay bedposts, the legs of bed, of a bed, out as one schach, it's not kosher schach. Okay? Now, why isn't it kosher schach? Metal, we know, isn't kosher because it doesn't grow from the ground. Legs of a bed, does it, does it go from the ground if it's wood? But why isn't it kosher? So we're assuming because it became a vessel and therefore it could become tummy. But let's see. If a person uh, uses chach with kalim bavloi, what's bavloi? Bavloi is worn out. Okay? We find this word very often. When we, most recently, we came across this when the Enuma, when the Kohen's uh, garments were worn out. What did they do with the garments? Bavloi. Yeah, they started getting worn out. It wasn't beautiful anymore. So what, can you use chach with worn out, like a broken chair? Yeah, I shouldn't say broken, but a worn out t- a type of thing. Okay? So if you do that, it's still possible. It's not, a va- it's not kosher for chach. These bed legs... If you're laying them on top of your sukkah, you think they're still being used for bed legs? No. Of course not. Right? But we still say puzzle. So Gemara says you got a good proof that when something originally was a vessel and now it's no longer a vessel, it's, it's still going to be a problem. It says the word, no, not necessarily. Kedamar of Khanam Barebi. says the name of Rebbe, Barucha, Ushtei Kroyim, Bekhtsar Ushtei Kroyim. Maybe we're dealing with where on the Arucha lengthwise you have two legs, and width-wise, you have two legs. Okay? Hachanami, so too over here in our Mishnah, Barucha Ushtei Kroyim Bekzara Ushtei Kroyim. That here, we're dealing with the two legs of the length and two legs of the width. Meaning, we could very well be dealing with when the legs are still connected. And therefore, you have no proof that once they're completely distant. We thought you, you took an actual one leg says, no, not necessarily took one leg. You might have taken, like, the frame, a wooden frame, and you want to lay it on top of your sukkah, right, frame uh, legs that are still connected. That's where we say it's still called a vessel, but perhaps 
once it's taken apart, maybe it's no longer a kli and it would be kosher schach. We just don't have a proof. Okay. Now, says the Gemara, what was this halacha of Rav Chanan about the two legs lengthwise, the two legs widthwise? Where was Rav Chanan's halacha said? It was said about the following mission. And we turn to tomorrow's daf. Mita mitames chavila. Okay? A bed, if a dead, not if, a dead, if anything impure touches a bed, does the wooden bed become tummy? Yes, as long as it's connected. As long as it's intact. It's called a bed. Umitaheres chavila. Okay? And it also becomes tahar together. Okay? Meaning, let's say you dip it in the mikveh. Yeah, you're right. Whatever it is. So you tard you, you, you gotta do it all to zam, you gotta do it all together. It could even become tame when it's separated, become when it's separated. My nihu, what are we talking about? the two legs lengthwise, the the two legs widthwise. Why? What is what could it be used for? You can use it to lean against the wall. You want people to sit on them, or you could use it kind of like as a uh, hammock, right? Where you could put ropes in between. And since ultimately it has some sort of use, it has some sort of, of uh, a toleles, even though it's not going to have the toleles of a bed, because all I have is two lengthwise folds, right? That's all I got. Um, two, and two widthwise folds. But other than that, nobody's sleeping on it. So Gamar says, you're right, nobody's sleeping on it. But it still could be used for other things, and therefore. It, uh, it has the name of a vessel. All right, we're going to hold it here. We're up to the word gufa. We're six lines from the top of 16a. And we will hold it here for this evening. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see everybody shortly. Bez Hashem.